Hey listener, First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grown-ups for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Did you know that First Encounter has joined a collective? The Spilt Potion Collective is a nerdy and independent arts collective formed to support indie creators while promoting community, inclusion, and the drive to grow and improve. Go to SpiltPotion.com to learn more. <laughs> Tifa's putting in a lot of work, I have to say. Really been beaten to hell. She has multi-attack? She's got the counter. She has the least amount of health of everyone. Are you saying that they just target her because of that? No, I'm saying it was a, um, what's a polite way of saying bad decision? To do what? It was an alternative decision. It was a decision to put cover on her. Wait, is that what cover does? Yes, she blocks attacks. Oh, yeah, no. We're 30 hours into the game. We gotta take that off. (laughs) I had no idea that's what that did. We should, uh, we should take that off. (laughs) The stupid kid math is how to learn to do your taxes, how to balance a checkbook, how to, I'm like, that's not the stupid kid math. That's the basic living stuff. Do that. I couldn't give a shit about algebra two. (laughs) Like, yeah, dude, I knew in high school that I wasn't going into a math field. I work in computer science and I'm still not in a math field. Like, teach me how to do my taxes. Good God. Everyone should have to take finance. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Sweet. Hey. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. That's going to be really weird to have like that start recording like partway through. (laughs) I think I'm doing the talk. I think I'm just going to keep it all, really. Honestly, it's not (laughs) bad advice. So we should uh, make a podcast for dumbasses for finances <laughs> finance for dumbasses where it's just us being dumbasses trying to figure out our finances yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll just um kind of put all of the spilled potion and first encounter numbers out into the world as we yeah people love them. that yeah. <laughs> actually probably people really would love that like people trying to get their podcast started i think multitude did something like that actually where they're like hey this is like a breakdown of like yeah yeah they have it in their blog i believe yeah which is pretty fucking cool actually yeah. turns out transparency not a bad thing who knew not me. Yeah, me either. I'm really not transparent as a person. I should be more. Welcome to the First Encounter Podcast. Hey, Pumpkin. How you doing? Doing okay. Yeah. Uh, we actually have, I don't know if you're aware, Hanny, a promo to play from our friends at the reunion of Final Fantasy Remake Podcast. I would love to hear it. Right, well, here we go. Hi, everyone. It's Kai here host of the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. The reunion podcast is a video game podcast focusing on Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and its subsequent parts. Join myself and my co-host Viz, the creator of the Cosmo Canon Observatory YouTube channel, as we feature exclusive interviews and interactions with Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake content creators and members of the Final Fantasy VII and VII Remake community. Thanks to Viz and his incredibly powerful magnifying glass, in-depth analysis and discussions are a definite highlight. For your fix of everything Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake, including news, theory crafting, hot takes, giveaways, and more, listen to the Reunion Podcast today, available on all podcast streaming platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for all the latest on Final Fantasy VII Remake at Reunion underscore podcast. All right, everyone... 
let's mosey. Damn. Again? Uh... Stop saying it like a wimp. Can't you say move out or something? Uh, move out. So yeah, good boys. Check yeah. them out. Go, go give those good, good folk a listen to. What have you been up to lately, Chris? How are you? I'm doing okay. Pretty excited to just get my shit kicked in by your gloating. Yeah, yeah. The, can you see the smug curl yeah. already starting on my face? <laughs> I can feel it. It's just washing over me. Uh, wash me. Before we get there, though, let's recap where we've been. For our, our dear listener. Yeah. Okay. So uh, last time, if you remember, we made it to the Snow Village, got some of that good good, learning about uh, Professor Gast and Ithalna and Hojo's past in the Snow Village, as well as Genova's past in the, the region, I would say, and probably not directly in that village, but how it kind of plays into the story. That led us on a journey of mountain climbing expertise, or rather actually snowboarding expertise, yeah. Yeah, dog. Uh, which deposited us at the base of... Is it Gaia Cliff? Guy's Cliff. Guy's Cliff, yeah. At a mountain climber's home. That is where we pick up today's game. Uh, The mountain climber, I believe his name is Mr. Holtzoff. And yeah, we pick up today's journey from uh, the Holtzoff base camp, which is where he's lived for 20 years, even though his wife is seemingly not that far away in a very nice village. Yeah, I mean... uh... I know we talked about that last time, but just really need to ram that point home. I mean, I'm glad he's alive. I just wish they would... I need more, and I'm hoping that I know that I'm. I doubt like hell they touch on it in that like anything past this point with those two. They've fulfilled their purpose at this point. I would love a mini side quest, a la like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, in the remake, where you kind of have to work to like get them in communication with each other, like bringing letters back and forth and getting mm-hmm. them into the uh, spirit of communicating again. Death Stranding. I've never played that game. Is that good? I haven't played it. Oh, excellent. Anyway. Picking up at the Holtzoff residence, we wake up and get a brief instruction from the mountain climber himself on how to proceed up the mountain. So we need to use the switch button, which, dear listener, I'm sure you remember is my absolute favorite button. It's actually okay this time because I know what it is now. Left bumper. Chris, keep this in. For the future, left bumper. (laughs) Um, We need to use the switch button to raise our body temperature And we need to be cognizant of the flags that mark the path up the mountain, I believe is basically the the gist of it. As we leave the cabin, we are greeted by every member of our party. Was there any meaning behind all of them being there? Or were they really just there to see you all? I think it was just a fun scene. Yeah. Just seeing them all together. It really was. I mean, that's all of them. All eight of them. (laughs) R.I.P. and P. Sarah. Still miss you, babe. Much love. (laughs) <laughs> Always with us, never forgotten. But yeah, it, I I thought that was really cute. You see all their like shiver animations. Sid is sitting there like, Ugh. I can just imagine Sid having a constant stream of profanity under his breath and in temperatures like that. Yeah, yeah. And you know he was dragged out there by like Barrett or something. Oh yeah, like, Bar- we're seeing them all. Red thirteen just yeah. like grabbing his wrist and dragging him out of the climber's house. <laughs> Excellent. Um. So all the all the party members see you off, and you start your journey up the mountain. There's really not a lot to go into during this. You have to rapidly press the left bumper or switch button to keep your body temperature up. It's actually pretty fun. I uh, thought it was a really cool way to make this more interesting. Raise your body temp there, my dude. Yeah, all right. If you pass out here because your temperature is too low, you go back to the cabin. Just a heads up. What what temperature is danger? You You know, dangerous, too low. What do you want? Is this an intentional wrong path? Because I just assumed it would have something cool on it, but there's nothing, and I can't seem to... Yeah, I don't know. All right. 
really, Kate Smith should be doing all of this. He's a toy. He's a teddy bear. Why aren't I wearing him? <laughs> Why aren't I just cutting him open and crawling inside him for the night like a goddamn tauntaun? I think I've read that fanfic. <laughs> As you make your way up the cliff, there's, uh, I think, two offshoots where you kind of go into caverns, basically just to collect items. And I wasn't upset by anything um, after we kind of got up there. All right, fine. I don't know. I don't know what you want. I want it to let me bring them back to life so I can get some fucking experience. But it's I, I don't know why it would allow that. On killing them just so I can't. Like, I can easily kill this thing, but it won't let me. Let me have my experience. Either that or give me experience when they die. Cloud doesn't need more experience. At least fucking Tifa needs to be alive for this. <laughs> you are such a dickhead. Ooh, nice. 31 HP. Ha! Crushed it. Not bad. Oh, Barrett? Hello? What the fuck was that? Magic breath nonsense. And how do I not have that happen again? There's this cool mechanic where you, you enter into a room and the way to a chest and the way to the door out of the cavern are both inaccessible. And what you have to do is work your way through the kind of puzzles and uh, maze of this cavern to get to the top level where every time you touch one of four or five icicles um, in your path, an encounter starts. Don't you hate when you just get into a fight with an icicle? Sometimes. Let's see what that icicle has. Did, did <laughs> no, you just no! try and steal from the yeah, icicle? Yeah, I totally tried to steal from the icicle. <laughs> just curious. Um... What's happening? It's It hasn't reached its final form yet. What the fuck is that thing? It's an icicle. But why did it like crack and then just like end? That's what happens with icicles. And then you can jump back down into the cavern uh, below where the exit to the mountain and the final chests that are in that area are now accessible um, because the icicles have fallen below and created paths, which I thought was really neat in a way that was challenging without being frustrating and ended up actually being a really good mechanic without um, any wonkiness that some of the other mechanics in the game do unfortunately have. Yeah. We get into a final area of the cavern where a figure yells and then is thrown towards you. It's seemingly a black cloaked figure. Number not known at this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of weird. You progress forward a little bit and it immediately turns into a boss encounter. You are confronted with a two-headed dragon. Hello? He looks like a man in a black cape. He did? We okay? Whose music is this? Who are we fighting? Ooh, Dorgan. <laughs> what do you think they are? Bad. That sounds right. Oh, so one's fire and one's ice? Hell yeah. Much like us, you could say. I'm fire. You're definitely ice. Ice cold. Yeah, you're Baby. always super cold and super distant. <laughs> it's not what I meant. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm just trying to say that you're just emotionally unavailable. Well, here we are. Out of Phoenix Downs. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I'm not. And also, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to get it off fast enough. What a treat. How many times have I finished him? <laughs> <laughs> this is the third finishing touch I've used. What this boss encounter is, is a dragon that has two different heads and the really cool thing is that each head is its own target so you can choose to attack the head on the right or the head on the left and each head acts independently and gets their yeah. own attacks throughout combat 
Yeah. Uh, what was interesting about this was in fights where I've done that before, like had like, you know, like a two headed target, the body was also a target, which was not a viable target in this. So you cannot do damage to them at the same time unless you're doing a uh, an all or hits every enemy move, really. I believe our party at this point was Cloud, Red 13 and Kate Sith. The dream team, if you will. V2. My party was super equipped at this point to handle ice combat because the entire time I've been going through this, I've been like, okay, every monster is going to deal ice damage. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bulk up our ice resistance and we're going to put all of our effort into flame damage, which so far has worked really well. Yeah. But I have a feeling that the developers or whoever designed this combat was like, I know exactly what they're going to do and I know how to make it super frustrating at the very most inopportune time. So I lost, but I think I held my own pretty well. What happened was Cloud was equipped with a ice armor that drained ice damage. So he just couldn't have ice damage done to him. But I couldn't keep Kate Sith and Red 13 alive. Mm. Do you remember how Cloud perished? Uh, I believe it was a lightning attack, wasn't it? Yeah. When you kill one of the heads, it lets off like a final attack, just like a F you. Just destroys Cloud. It does like a thousand damage, I think. So much. It was so much damage. So we had a better plan, I think, going into the fight the second time. Moved our elements around a whole bunch, moved some equipment around, and ended up being able to give Cloud complete fire resistance and ice absorb. Made the fight pretty good, I think. Um, Made it through this uh, cavern, continued our climb up, and uh, at this point we come out onto the cliffs, right? The top of the cliffs. Yeah, climb up to the rim. with, If you will. <laughs> uh, when we're on the top of the rim, we see kind of a caldera, I'd say. And by kind of, I mean exactly a caldera. It is straight up a caldera with a crater in the center. Um, what the f-, f is a caldera? A caldera, my good friend Chris, is the reverse dome-shaped inside of a volcano. So the dip in the rim is what you're saying. Yeah, so at the center of the dip in the rim is a hole. spewing materia so there is a mako fountain i guess is the best way to say it's massive though it's this absolute massive spring in the center of this crater of mako energy just being spewed out into the sky i think at this point we can call it the life stream because it hasn't been like, yeah. 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 So it seems like this is where the live stream is still trying to heal the impact that Genova made is what I was getting from the the kind of context of them saying exactly those words um, <laughs> when you see that. Top of the world. Whoa. Whoa. That's what I call a crater. Uh, that looks like a whole bunch of life stream. This is a new track for you. Why don't you pop both those buds in there? Let me buds up, if you will. I will. So this must be the crater where um, Genova originally hit, I presume? An old crater. Something fell out of the sky and crashed down here, leaving a scar on the planet. The energy of the planet is concentrated here. It is slowly healing its old wound. Sephiroth took that energy and is trying to use Meteor. Next time, the wound won't be so small. I'm really glad I didn't have to use Kate Sith there to just absolutely ruin the moment. Yep. <laughs> when you're on the rim of the caldera, someone yells, what's that? And you look up and see... Rufus's ship and Rufus with Heidegger and Scarlet in tow and their airship are flying and hot. And this is the first time you get a good glimpse of the airship. Yeah. We've seen it once when we climbed up onto Juanon, but now yep. we see it in action. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck yeah, you mean? I'll be Rufus if you want to take Heidegger. <laughs> yeah. Scarlet. Yeah. All right. 
So, I finally found you. <laughs> Scarlet sucks. This is incredible. Keep laughing. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the promised land the president has been searching for. I don't know what that Heidegger <laughs> voice was. I don't like that. But I'll be the one who gets it. What was our Heidegger voice? Sorry, old man. <laughs> Gary is so cool. Ugh, they're all here. That land is no one's. It's where the reunion will take place. They will all gather here. Hmm. I wonder if we'll see Sephiroth? <laughs> all right. Well, that was fucking weird. <laughs> Just watch <lost> one. <laughs> So we begin to climb down the uh, caldera and have to make our way through these kind of windy, stormy areas as we're heading towards the Materia Fountain. We're also passing a lot of black cloaked figures. We are. There's a lot of them. Yeah. They're all pretty unobservant or uncaring about you. They're just saying they need to get to Sephiroth. And they're all just marching along this path. They're just kind of lemon lemmings, you know, like the, yeah. the animal. They're like lemoning themselves uh, oh. through this path. Like so, like you just like randomly see some of them just fall off the edges of the cliff. Some fall over and die, and you can like take items from them, which is kind of fucked. The imagery of these figures who have been following Sephiroth or Genova, as we learn, we'll get there. Since at least Nibelheim. They've been just like crawling the whole way, killing themselves um, to get to this point, and they're finally starting to like break down and just collapse. And it's, I think it's really cool. Do you know what else is cool about that? Cloud's not so different from them, and he's also been following Sephiroth since Nibelheim, climbing his way here. Fucking smug ass face. So good. We'll get there though. So yeah, the black cloak figures provide an interesting kind of sobering moment of, hey, this is still like bad, and we're gonna have a bad time. Tifa confronts you um, as you're following the Black Cloak figures and is like, hey, I need to go with you. I need to see this through. And it makes sense to me here to have Tifa because she has the same rage and hate for Sephiroth that you would. Um, You know, she's been as affected, if not more, by Sephiroth than Cloud has even at this point. You follow the Black Cloak figures. You make your way through these interesting puzzles where you have to wait for a break in like a storm to uh, get through it. If you don't make it through the storm, though, you get knocked back and then immediately launched into an encounter, which was, like, fine the first two times, and then, like, it got annoying. Yeah, I I take fault with interesting and puzzle. Those two words, I'm not sure you used correctly. That's very fair. Um, This was an annoying aside to trying to progress the story. (laughs) Oh, boy, that's a lot of black-cloaked figures. Yeah. Chris, are we almost at the reunion? Got a little procession going on, fucking huh? Fucking dropping off the sides. This is oh, that's very upsetting to watch. Mm. Can't say I love it. No, no. So I have to wait for the wind to calm for this one, as well as not get hit by the tornado. That's correct. Okay. Oh, I see. No, maybe I don't see. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Oh yeah, did I forget to mention every time you get knocked back, you enter a battle. You did. Wow, my bad. Badoof. My favorite Pokemon. Is it? No, I hate it. It's I could, awful. I could see Bidoof being your favorite Pokemon. No. You strike me as that kind of guy. I strike you as a Bidoof man. <laughs> Never took you for a Bidoof fella. For some reason to me, it doesn't look like there's much difference in the wind whipping. That's going very aggressively. And then it's going to start calming down now. Jump too soon. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Grind Time Podcast. 
So we reached the end of this nonsense wind resistance blockage. I don't really know what to say. I would say blockage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. wind blockage, if the, you will. The blockage in the crater. And we see good old-fashioned Sefi just slaying black-cloaked figures. He's like, well, you guys are you reached the end of your usefulness. Just yeah. fucking swords them down to death. And they fall to the side and kind of just dead. And it's like, well, that's fucked up. Specifically, they're falling into the life stream. They're trying to merge. Yeah, it's fine. You gotta, you gotta yeah. merge. Sometimes you just merge a little faster than others. <laughs> Cloud uh, takes offense to Sephiroth at this point, and uh, you start confronting him. You say something akin to like, uh, "This is the end, Sephiroth," and Sephiroth's like, "Yeah, you're right." Of this body, and then turns into fucking Genova and attacks you. Yeah. All right. Does this look okay? Oh boy, Sephiroth. This, this is, is the, the end. end. I think it's cool that we said it yeah, together. You're right. This is the end of this body's usefulness. He disappeared. I don't like that. Do you not love it? That's real Genova y. Do you remember when we looked in the tank and we felt the heartbeat? Yeah, I do. He might still be nearby. I feel something. Danger? I'm very uncomfortable. Do you feel very on edge? Our purpose is to deliver the black materia to our master. Our... Those who carry Genova's cells. Master. Uh-oh. Don't go crazy now, Cloud. Of course. Sephiroth. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh! Oh, fuck. Oh, boy, that's a Genova. So, this is Genova death. So, we've gotten the three kind of major stages of living experience i guess at this point which is birth life death but yeah this fight definitely lost the impact i think it should have had in how ridiculously accidentally and i cannot stress that enough accidentally prepared i was for it so really just had no issues i think i just breezed through it genova death so genova birth genova life and genova death eh oh good thing about those fire absorbents this might be okay. Tifa's done, though. I can tell you that right now. No, she has the half of everything, right? The dragon armlet? She does, yes. Nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This might not have the impact it was meant to. <laughs> you can tell already, though, how nasty this would be oh, just yeah, by the frequency awful. that it's using those. Yeah. So after the fight... Uh, you get the black materia as like a item. So you can... <laughs> who do we hand it off to? You get to choose who you hand the black materia off to. So the first person I did, obviously, yeah. Dream Team V3. Genova sells. Hmm. So that's what this is about. The Genova reunion. Not Sephiroth? You mean all this time it wasn't Sephiroth we've been after? Mm-mm. I'll explain later. Right now, the only thing I'm thinking about is beating Sephiroth. But Sephiroth is... He's here. The real Sephiroth is just beyond here. It's both incredibly wicked and cruel, but it's releasing a powerfully strong will from deep within the planet's wound. Received key item, Black Materia! Got that Black Materia again. The Black Materia is back in our hands. Now all we have to do is defeat Sephiroth and that'll be the end of it. We'd better not take the Black Materia any further. Why don't you give it to someone else to hold on to? Oh, do I just have to choose someone to give it to? Yeah, who do you trust? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) no not the black materia please it's really funny that they just work that in there and they're like come on cloud wouldn't actually give it to kate seth he was a known spy (laughs) 
So knowing what I know, I was like, we're going to give it to the main man himself, Barrett. He'll keep it safe. He's He's got our back always. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we leave um, Barrett with the rest of the ensemble and take Tifa and Kate Sith forward towards the inner sanctum. Oh, no. You know, it was Red 13 you had now. And thank God, because I don't remember Kate Sith in those cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was Red 13. Yeah. So um, because of Kate Sith's monstrous betrayal, I choose not to carry him forward and uh, sub him out with Red 13. So Tifa, Red 13, and Cloud forge forward into the out of the frying pan right into the fire, basically. Yeah. And you walk directly into an illusion. You sure do. And some music starts. Is it the Nibelheim theme song? Sure is. It is. And uh, you're kind of treated to a memory that's very familiar where you see Nibelheim as it was from the gate. And this is the exact same view you had before where you're kind of like at the entrance to the town and Sephiroth is leading you forward back into the town. Like this is what we saw like way back in the first flashback to Nibelheim. (gasps) What is this? What happened? Calm down, Tifa. Sephiroth is near. Anything could happen. Mm, Nibelheim. Uh Oh, Nibelheim. But how? A dream? An illusion? This is an illusion Sephiroth made up. He's trying to confuse us. It'll be alright. As long as we know it's an illusion, there's nothing to be afraid of. Come on, let's keep going. Suddenly becoming clear to me why Tifa needed to be in your party for this scene. Yeah, you're right. Look! Alright, let's go. Whoa! Cloud's not here. I wonder who this is. Who is that? It's just Cloud with black hair. If I'm right, you know you're going to have to live with yourself, right? <laughs> Clouds and Tifa and Red 13 are like, it's an illusion. Got to keep in mind it's an illusion. Don't forget. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Oh, boy, was it not an illusion? Um, As far as we can tell, as long as Sephiroth was telling the truth, which I don't think he's lied to us, actually. We're just having to stare off. And yeah. I'm not saying shit. I know, but I don't <laughs> think he's lied to us, which is always I th- I love that in a villain. Quick aside. One thing I love about President Snow in The Hunger Games, if you look through those books, the last line he says in the last book that he's part of, he says, I've never lied to you. And you can go back through and he's actually never lied to her once. And I love that because it means, oh, fuck, that means the world's just a little bit more gray than it was before. Yeah, it's the mark of a villain who knows that they have all of the cards and they just don't have any interest in playing around yeah they're like there's no bluff here there's no need i have the cards and it's a royal straight flush get fucked yeah (laughs) um so we start going through the motions of this illusion and it's weird it's very disjointed but the first thing you see is sephiroth walking into the village and saying let's go And you see more of a memory of him walking in, flanked by two soldier guards and someone who's a soldier first class with a giant buster sword on their back. And it looks identical to Cloud being led into the village by Sephiroth. But that ain't Cloud. This figure has black hair. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Tifa starts to get nervous at this point, though. We see several flashes kind of of this person following Sephiroth through Nibelheim and realizing that it might not have been Cloud here this is so stupid (laughs) cloud it's just an illusion don't worry about it what's next stop it already this is terrible did sephiroth do this 
This is what actually happened five years ago. But it's probably not me that will come out of the Shinra mansion. He's going to try and show us another stupid illusion. See, didn't I tell you? I want you to describe for the listeners the look on my face of absolute smugness. You're very pleased. Tifa knows who that is. I don't want to watch this. Cloud, don't watch. What's wrong, Tifa? I told you before, right? As long as we know that it's just an illusion, there's no need to be scared. It's not an illusion, it's the truth, Cloud. You're kind of seeing flashes of the Nibelheim incident, basically the lead up and the resulting fire. And during this time, Sephiroth starts addressing you. And he's like, yeah, Cloud, weird. Uh, weird how, how you remember this, huh? But you weren't there. And you're just a puppet. You don't have feelings. You don't have emotion. Sephiroth, I know you're listening. I know what you want to say. That I wasn't in Nibelheim five years ago. That's it, isn't it? I see you finally understand. What you're trying to say is that you want to confuse me, right? But even making me see those things won't affect me. I remember it all. The heat of the fire. The pain in my body. And in my heart. (laughs) Oh, is that so? You are just a puppet. You have no heart. and cannot feel any pain. How can there be any meaning in the memory of such a being? What I have shown you is reality. What you remember, that is the illusion. Do you understand? I don't want to understand. But I want to ask you one thing. Why why are you doing this? <laughs> I want to take you back to your real self. The one who gave me the black materia that day. Who would have ever thought a failed experiment would prove so useful? Hojo would die if he knew. Hojo? What does he have to do with me? Five years ago, you were constructed by Hojo. Piece by piece, right after Nibelheim was burnt. A puppet made up of vibrant Genova cells, her knowledge, and the power of the Mako. An incomplete Sephiroth clone, not even given a number. That is your reality. I fucking told you. (laughs) Cloud, don't listen to him. Cover your ears. Close your eyes. What's wrong, Tifa? I'm not affected by it. I wasn't paying attention to him. All that talk of Hojo constructing you is a lie. Don't we have our memories together? Being kids together? Starlit Nights? (laughs) Tifa, why are you so worried and scared by those words? Hmm, shall I show everyone here what's in your heart? Cloud's like, no, I I remember the heat, I remember the pain, the pain in my heart, which was a great line. But Sephiroth's like, you can't feel pain, don't pretend, you're nothing but... I I think at this point he calls him a failed experiment, right? Tifa turns away and won't look you in the eye. Nibelheim is basically burning all around you at this point, and you're just kind of standing in the center where Tifa's master was trying to still save people. Um, There's one dead body in this area. The photographer from the flashback who took the picture of Cloud, Tifa, and Sephiroth. Sephiroth's like, oh, yeah, hey, remember that picture we took that day? I bet it turned out great. Why don't we take a look at it? You should be in it, right, Cloud? And on the piece of paper, the photograph, if you will, is Tifa, Sephiroth, and an unknown quote-unquote figure dressed in Cloud's same garb. However, because this game came out 24 years ago, that figure is goddamn Zack, and I fucking knew it! Tifa, is Sephiroth right? Cloud. Why are you so scared? Don't worry about me. I'm alright. No matter how confused I am, I'll never believe a word that Sephiroth says. It's true that sometimes I can't figure out who I am. There's lots of things muddled up in my memories. But Tifa... You said long time no see. Cloud, right? Those words will always support me. I'm Cloud of Nibelheim. No matter how much I lose faith in myself, 
That is the truth. No, you're fucking not. That's why you shouldn't be so scared. No matter what anyone else says to me, it's your opinion that counts. Then why won't she turn around and look you in the eye, Cloud? Cloud, don't blame Tifa. The ability to change one's looks, voice, and words, it's the power of Genova. Inside of you, Genova has merged with Tifa's memories, creating you. Fuck! A boy named Cloud might have just been a part of them. Cloud, please, don't think right now. <laughs> think, Cloud. Cloud? <laughs> oh, excuse me, you never had a name. Do you remember the picture that we took before we headed for Mount Nibble? Comes back. I fucking called it, didn't I? <laughs> Tifa, you remember, right? But there's no way he would know. Now what happened to that picture? Oh, well, here's the dead photographer right here. <laughs> Do you want to see it? It turned out pretty good. Oh, he's so cruel. <laughs> I love it. Cloud, don't! I should be in the picture. Even if I'm not in there, don't worry. This is just an illusionary world Sephiroth made up. Fuck. Did come out well. <laughs> Did come out well. Uh, Chris, I know that gentleman on the left. Just as I thought. This picture's a fake. The truth is in my memory. Five years ago, I came back to Nibelheim to inspect the reactor. I was 16. The town hadn't changed at all. What did I do? Oh, yeah. I saw my mom. I saw the people in the town. Yeah, I went to Tifa's room. There, I... I looked in the drawers. I read the letter addressed to Tifa. I spent the night and went to the reactor in Mount Nibble. I was excited about it. That was my first mission after becoming first class and soldier. Soldier. First class? No. Soldier. When did I enter soldier? Oh, fuck. How did I join soldier? Why... Why can't I remember? I'm... That's right. I didn't have to worry about it, because I was... Cloud? Let's go, Tifa. I'm... I'm alright. Sephiroth's like, yeah, dog, you're not real to Cloud. He's like, you're just a collection of Genova cells treated with Mako and fed Tifa's memories. You don't exist. Like, you were never in Nibelheim. You don't know anything. And just basically shatters Cloud's world around him. Cloud's not doing so hot at this point. And Tifa is not helping matters by being super squirrely and not wanting to be involved. I believe at this point we get a cutaway from Nibelheim Incident and Cloud and everything to uh, Scarlet, Heidegger, and Rufus entering the kind of live stream home base. Yeah, I think it's, we can call it like a cave. Cave, yeah, that makes sense here. Rufus is kind of like, oh, this is the promised land. Like, unlimited Mako, unlimited materia. Ah, <laughs> you like, get Mako and you get Mako. We're going to be rich. And Hojo, being led by a guard, I notice he's definitely under arrest, <laughs> is like, mm, this isn't the promised land. You're a fool. We also uh, kind of revisit what weapon is at that point. I think Hojo explains it again. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Is Scarlet your new Fucking favorite? Fucking Scarlet. <laughs> The outside is rich with Mako energy. The inside is a treasure trove of materia. This is truly the promised land. <laughs> There's no such thing as the promised land. It's just a legend. An old wives' tale. It's utterly ridiculous. Everything's as I imagined it to be. Isn't it splendid? It is that kind of dullness that makes you a second-rate scientist. It's coming from within the walls. Something's in there. It's moving. That's, That's an eyeball. Weapon. Then it really does exist. I didn't believe in it. What does this mean? A weapon. A monster created by the planet. They appear when the planet's in danger and destroy everything. That's what was stated in Professor Gast's report. I never saw that report. Where is it? <laughs> I think at this point we get another cutaway to seeing Barrett. 
Uh, Barrett sees Tifa run towards him, right? We get a cutaway to Barrett with the rest of the crew. Right. And then a storm kind of picks up. That's right. So the storm picks up and Barrett can't see anyone. He's separated from everyone. The storm clears. And then Tifa runs out. Oh, and she says everyone else is already up there waiting. Like, you're the last one, basically. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, So he, like, has the black materia and runs away. And then the illusion clears. Tifa turns into Sephiroth, kind of chuckles, and then, like, zooms away. An illusion clears more, and you see the rest of the party is unconscious, basically, and was hidden right next to Barrett. And I think at this point, uh, after we see Sephiroth, we get another cutaway to as he gets into kind of the vibe that he's the only one who knows what's going on here. I believe that's when Cloud and Gang blink into blink existence. into existence. Yeah, and Barrett also blinks in by walking in and being like, "Yeah, I got the black material. Who wants it? I'm here, Cloud." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Hello? Is Tifa Cloud in Red 13 at this time? Hey, where did you come from? Don't know. This place is going to get rough. This is where the reunion is happening. Where everything begins and ends. Cloud! Hey, we're here to help. I don't think Cloud's doing okay. Thanks, Barrett. Where's the black materia? Cloud! It's safe. I have it. I'll take it from here. You can't hear my voice? Okay then, here. I had a lot of pressure holding this thing. No, don't! Please, stop, Cloud! Everyone, thanks for everything. And I'm sorry. Especially you, Tifa. I'm really sorry. You've been so good to me. I don't know what to say. I never lived up to being Cloud. Tifa, maybe one day you'll meet the real Cloud. Stop it. (laughs) This is perfect! It means that my experiment was a complete success! Where's your tattoo? Professor Hojo. I don't have a number. You didn't give me one because you said I was a failed experiment. What the? You mean only a failure made it here? Professor, please give me a number. Please. Professor. Yikes. That feel when you need to find meaning in anything? Shut up, you miserable failure. What going on? I'm sure he's okay. You ever just fly? Who is that? He's the Sephiroth clone I created after the real Sephiroth died five years ago. Shinova cells and Mako, with my knowledge and skills, have been combined with science and nature to bring him to life. I'm not wild about the failure part, but the Genova reunion theory has now been proven. What is that? This keeps flashing. Hmm. You see, even if Genova's body is dismembered, it will eventually become one again. That's what is meant by Genova's reunion. I've been waiting for the reunion to start. Five years have passed, and now the clones have begun to return. Oh, it's Cloud hanging upside down. I thought the clones would begin to gather at Midgar, where Genova is stored. But my predictions were not entirely correct. Genova itself began moving away from the Shinra building. But being the genius that I am, I soon figured it out. You see, it was all Sephiroth's doing. Sephiroth is not just content to diffuse his will into the livestream. He wants to manipulate the clones himself. Do you ever just hang upside down in the fetal position? Yes. That was how it got started. I wondered where the clones were going, but I was never able to figure it out. You could just, like, literally have just followed one. I couldn't figure it out either. The one thing that I did know was that Sephiroth was at their final destination. What a great movie. (laughs) I wasn't pursuing Sephiroth. I was being summoned by Sephiroth. All the anger and hatred I bore him made it impossible for me to ever forget him. That and what he gave me. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. I'm here. And I brought you the Black Materia. 
Heidegger, Rufus, and Scarlet are just kind of like looking at each other and like shrugging and Hojo's like, oh, excellent. <laughs> Perfect. And he addresses Cloud and he's like, oh, what's your number? And Cloud's like, I don't have one. Please give me one. Like, I need a number, please, Professor Hojo. And Hojo's like, you're disgusting. Like, I can't believe only a failed experiment got here, but oh, well, whatever. What a bunch of stuff to unpack there, huh? Yeah. Woof. Lots of heavy size shrugs yeah head shaking all the all the greatest hits of clouds not okay first moment clouds begged anyone for anything yeah he's not doing so great and of all people hojo yeah and for all things a assigned number real dark didn't love it no um cloud apologizes to everyone yeah sorry i'm so sorry everyone especially you tifa you've been with me this whole time then he starts levitating well, he snags that black materia. Does snag that black materia. And then starts levitating. He uh, goes upside down. And at that point, you see big naked Sephiroth descend from this chrysalis. Oh! Sephiroth. So we finally meet again. D- did you see? It It's Sephiroth. So he is here. This is perfect. Both Genova's reunion and Sephiroth's will. They won't be diffused into the live stream, but gathered here. <laughs> What are you so happy about, Professor? You know what this means, don't you? Cloud has the black materia. Sephiroth is going to summon Meteor. Every single person is going to die. Yo, Cloud, stop. Don't do it. Cloud. I like how his hair is his underwear. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I like how he's fucking ripped, too. So Cloud passes over the black materia and Weapon wakes up. And uh, I think at that point, everyone starts to run. Rufus is like... I know anything I say at this point is going to be too little too late. That stuck out to me really heavy because I think it feeds into what we're going to see later with the executions, but I'm not 100% sure. But Rufus at this point, for the first time, seems to be repentant of Mm. like, oh, shit. And he offers a way out for everyone, not just Shinra employees. He saves Tifa and Barrett and Red 13 at this point, too, and presumably the rest of your ensemble. On the way out, we get a beautiful cutscene of weapons, yeah, plural, exploding out of the caldera while uh, Rufus's ship barely makes it out of the blast radius of weapons coming out with everyone on board. The fuck is that? Is that weapon? Hell yeah! Oh fuck! Please tell me I get yeah. that as a summons. Oh fuck! Yeah, dude. It's Mecha Godzilla. Is weapon going to be a bad time for me eventually at some point? Which weapon you mean, dog? Oh, shit. Was there a bunch coming out of there? Oh, fuck. How did Sephiroth die? There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot going on, isn't there? You uh, see a really cool kind of cutscene at this point of what weapon looks like, uh, as well as just it, this whole animated like cinematic at this point was just really neat. I really liked it. Mm. So kind of at the conclusion of all of this... You get this scene of seemingly back in the train station in Midgar, Sector 7, um, where Cloud is kind of just slumped over. He has a Shinra guard over him being like, hey, dude, you okay? And Tifa walks into the scene. Yeah, he's very confused, obviously, like in pain, seemingly addled. And Tifa doesn't seem to really recognize him right away. And she's like, wait, Cloud, you're Cloud, right? Cloud. Oof. I didn't know what to do. I was always like that. Uh oh. This is the train station at uh, Sector 7, right? Yep. Isn't that also where um, Aerith and uh, Ifalma, yeah, where Ifalma yeah. died, was on those steps? Uh, Are you alright? Tifa. T- 
Tifa. Uh, oh, Cloud. That's right, I'm Cloud. Is it really you, Cloud? I never thought I'd find you here. Yeah, it's been a while. What happened to you? You don't look well. Yeah, it's nothing. I'm okay. How long has it been? Five years. What is it? It's really been a long time. Actually, it's been seven years. You joined Soldier, but quit after the Sephiroth incident, and now you're a mercenary. You told me a lot about what happened after you left Nibelheim, but something was wrong. I felt there was something strange about the things you talked about. All the things you didn't know that you should, and other things you shouldn't know that you did. I wanted to make sure, but then I heard you were going far away, and I didn't want that. I didn't know what to do, so I thought I needed more time. And that's why I told you about the avalanche job. I wanted to be with you, and watch you. I think she says something like, you knew things you shouldn't know, and you didn't know things you should know, and I knew that something was wrong. Such a good line. Such a good line. And I really don't, I think there's a lot more to unpack at this point. Like, that's definitely not the end of that. But I think that gives rise to my thoughts of Tifa really injecting the idea of Cloud into this homunculus at this point. You know, like, it seems like someone put base memories in him of, like, go find Tifa. Like, that's what you need to do. Put him on a train. And then he was basically just programmed up to that point. And then, like, once he found Tifa, like, Tifa was the kind of final key to implant those memories in, right? It seems very orchestrated. And at that point, you grab control again, and it's Tifa. She wakes up uh, with Barrett next to her. Don't like that. Can you hear the cries of the planet? Yeah, and it's, like, literally just all the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. (laughs) Huh? The glare. You'll be better soon. You've been asleep for a long time. I'm hungry. Hey, why don't you ask about him? Oof, that was a really good transition into reality. Yeah, dude. Because I'm scared. Don't worry. I don't know what happened to Cloud either. Guess I shouldn't tell you not to worry. None of them know if he's alright either. He's still alive, right? How long was I asleep? Let's see, must have been about seven days. Jesus. It's a long time. What about Sephiroth? You ain't over it yet. Remember that huge light in the northern cave? Since then, the crater's been surrounded by a huge barrier of light. Everyone knows Sephiroth sleeps in that big hole protected by the barrier. We can't do a damn thing about it. We just gotta wait until he wakes up. And on top of that, some huge monster called Weapon's been on a rampage. Weapon is protecting Sephiroth? Dunno, but he's up here going around tearing stuff up. Right now, Rufus is fighting it. I hate to say it, but he's got guts. We should have been the ones to destroy it, but we ain't got no time. Time. Hey, how about Meteor? Ooh, I'm Tifa now. Oh, fuck. Is that Meteor? Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. (laughs) You get to look out the window at that point, and there is just a fucking Meteor in the sky coming right at you. Big ball of fire. Really bad. Rufus and Heidegger walk in uh, right after you view it, and they're like, hey, how's it going? You guys doing okay? Uh, Just so you know, we're going to publicly execute you because uh, no one knows what's happening, and they'll all feel better if we give them something to be mad at and something to blame it on. So even if, you know, this doesn't work, at least they'll have been mad at not us. Cool, 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 Going back to Shinra roots, if you will. (laughs) However, this is a prediction. I'd like to start getting into the predictions at this point. Sure. I don't think he's going to actually publicly execute anyone. Obviously, I know that those characters live, but I don't think he was intending to. I think it's going to be purely for show. 
And then he's going to like release you and be like, okay, now you guys got to go fucking stop this thing. This was just purely to put the public at ease. Like, because he Rufus to me, the repentance he showed in the cavern and saving them. Plus knowing that he is genuinely a smart calculating man makes me think that he was like, first we got to keep the public calm. Mm. This will help. We'll do that. Then we'll get you guys on your way to, helping out with this because I don't think there would be any point in keeping Tifa alive for seven days before doing an execution where they could have just like glued her eyes open. So she looked awake while they killed her. Yeah. Also Barrett says like the Shinra are doing okay. (laughs) Well, Rufus has guts. Like he's fighting weapon. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm kind of going with it. It doesn't seem like Barrett or Tifa are currently a part of the plan. I assume to make the panic look a little bit more palpable. But this is uh, something I've seen before in a video game. It's a trope that exists where like the, we're going to publicly execute you, wink, 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 wink. And then, you know, let them go after the public is assuaged. Sure. Um, that's where I'm going with this. At this point, we take control of Barrett and made it to a safe point. And Chris said, that's where we're shutting down for the day. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Chris, how are you feeling about today's episode? I'm feeling pretty good. A lot of good good. I don't know if I'm feeling as good as you. I'm feeling good as hell. Yeah, I, I thought you would be. Yeah, so what do we got here? We got Zach being somehow connected to Allegedly Cloud. Allegedly Zach. Allegedly Zach being somehow connected to Cloud uh, via Tifa's memories. We got Sephiroth clones. We got Cloud being a failed experiment, possibly a clone himself. What a treat. Just really filling in some 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 spots here. Yeah. Um. Boy, let's hit this because th- this was a heavy dump of yeah. Exposition. I'd, I'd love you. Why don't we do uh, the question and answer game where you just hit me with stuff and uh, I'll answer. All right. So, who do you think Zach is at this point? All right. So Zach is. If you're ready for this, I think so. Zach is someone. Okay. Good start. Who entered the soldier program at 14, made first class at 16, and also was Aerith's first boyfriend. Tifa. I don't think knows Zach like as a childhood friend, but I think there might have been someone in Tifa's village in Nibelheim named Cloud who died Mm. as a child. The Cloud that she knows now, because she recognized him as Cloud, we saw in the train graveyard, but she shouldn't have the memories he has. So it seems like there was a child or something that was her friend as a child named Cloud, because that seems real. Mm. And they used this Zach person plus Genova cells plus tifa's memories to kind of create this cloud person like he's kind of a a homunculus if you will yeah and zach is i think at this point dead because i believe that five years ago he was the one who actually faced sephiroth in mount nibble Mm. and was killed by sephiroth that's the moment cloud was like why sephiroth should have killed why don't i remember it and it's because he wasn't there like you can't that memory would have been intentionally removed because you're not going to remember your death and then be okay yeah um so tifa i don't think is intimately familiar with the person zach but i think she knows about cloud's construction i'm not sure how like i'm not sure where that enters it but Mm. tifa is smart and tifa's very tuned into the like shinra and stuff and as a terrorist like part of the avalanche group like i'm sure she would have been privy to some private shinra documentation right so i think at some point she figured out who cloud was kind of based off of and that's how she knows zach okay I also think that Cloud is this this homunculus of a, a dead kid and memories and Genova cells and Mako just to like kind of be what he is now, which is a failed experiment, you know, in the eyes of Hojo. But that's kind of where I'm going with it. There's a couple of open endings that leaves. 
Tifa sold Cloud on the idea of Avalanche and the Avalanche job, and he's been doing that mercenary job ever since he came to Sector 7. So Tifa has supplanted that into his mind as like, oh, well, like, this is who you were and like kind of filled in his gaps. Mm. I take it as more of a like he was almost maybe under hypnosis and Tifa's projecting the stuff into him made him construct his own memory. Sure. Aerith was Zack's girlfriend who he kissed goodbye, went to Nibelheim and never came back. I'm not sure that Aerith knew who Sephiroth was at that point. Mm. From my memory of this game, she never really addressed Sephiroth until like in the past tense of like knowing who he was. But she also knows her past and could probably just be like, yeah, those Shinra are bad news. So let's just stay away from that guy, whoever he is. So that's Zack. That's Cloud. Sephiroth willingly sacrificed himself into the live stream to impose his will on it to gather the Genova cells at the point of the impact. Since his will is there, all the Genova pieces are there at the live stream. He's trying to summon Meteor now because the reunion is ready. He's going to take that impact while his will is imposed with the Genova cells to kind of merge with both Genova and the live stream to become this ultimate god feeling. Mm. That's where I'm at right now. How how are you feeling about that? Uh, feeling okay. Um, so you believe that he, homunculus cloud, uh, if you will, if I will, uh, <laughs> is uh, a construction of Hojo. Yes, using Zach and other cloud. various things. Yeah, bits, bits, various, bits, bits and bobs, bits and bobs. What, what was lying around? Literally, where yeah. I was going with that. <laughs> um, and Sephiroth is normal human. So, uh, like, elite soldier who... With the Mako, you know, with the Mako yeah, injected. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he is anything to do with Genova. Okay. Um, Like, he thinks he is. Okay. I still think he's not correct in what he read in the notes at Shinra Mansion. And I do wonder if that's actually Cloud he was reading about, not himself. Which notes specifically? Uh, the ones where it's like, oh, like the Genova project, and like I'm gonna like oh, take oh, the cells. Oh, yeah, and like, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. The one where he's like, oh, I'm an ancient now. Yeah, like which I'm... we explicitly know is wrong at this point. Yes, like very much. <laughs> yeah. No, you are not. Calm yeah. down. There are no ancients now that Aerith has passed away. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Sephiroth. There's still a lot to unpack with who Sephiroth really is. Yeah. I think he was a normal human baby that was the child of Professor Gast and Lucretia who we learned about from Vincent. Which is interesting. I guess we'll we'll get there eventually in the story, but it's interesting that they chose to make that part with Vincent a optional side quest yeah. when it has so much relevance, just that sentence, to the rest of the story. Yeah. I'm hoping that it just gets touched on in a different way later on, but if it doesn't, that's a really weird thing to make a bonus quest where you could finish the game without knowing that. Yeah, it's a side quest. And the fact that that's optional really shows you why people are so confused and mistaken about the plot of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, like it would be completely wrong. You would not know that Sephiroth is not a experiment. I you guess. would assume that he's like a genetic angel or something. Hmm. Hmm. Um, can't believe we hmmed together. <laughs> can't believe. So moving on, we know at this point that. Uh, and can I? I just want to take a second because I love. Like, it's such a trope that the hero is chasing down the villain, and he's like, I'm going after them, I'm going to beat them, I'm going to put a stop to all of this. I love that Final Fantasy VII subverted that expectation. It was like, no, 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 you weren't chasing anybody. You were being pulled, and none of it was your doing. I love that. Like, I I don't know that it sunk in when we were playing, but I just had the realization later. I was like, we haven't been chasing anyone. Like, the entire time, we were just another 
black cloaked experiment marching our way to where we need to go. And it makes a lot of sense in terms of how the game plays too, in that you have very little control up to this point of where you go. It's open world ish, but like you're not going to do anything or progress anything unless you follow the exact story beats where you're getting pulled towards the Northern uh, impact site. Oh, so good. Love so it. good. Love it. Such a good realization. Just the best. So we know we've been chasing Genova who has taken Sephiroth's form. And it's not even that we're really chasing her. We're being pulled toward we, her. We're being pulled toward Genova. We've never been following Sephiroth. We've never even met Sephiroth at this point. Cloud just met him. Yeah. <laughs> just now. Like, just now. Like You know how sometimes you meet a guy for the first time and you push a materia <laughs> into his chest? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we will. And we know uh, that Sephiroth is diffusing his will into the live stream and Correct. kind of manipulating stuff in the background mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, seemingly a big one (laughs) seemingly a big one so how much is genova and how much is sephiroth i want to believe that genova is much more powerful and much more intelligent than sephiroth gives it credit for and i think the problem is that sephiroth thinks he's in control by diffusing his will but i think his will isn't really his will and it's just genova's will imposed on him Mm. and he's like oh this is my idea cool (laughs) and I think the irony will come when all along, this is what I hope. Yeah. I think it would be interesting if up to this point, after all the times he's called you a puppet and like made you believe that you're, you were the puppet, he was the puppet the whole time Mm. and was just so confident. I just think it's one thing that I love is the, the hubris of man, if you will. And I love seeing people like Sephiroth just absolutely foiled by thinking that they were in charge the whole time and you know the the real villain shoots them in the back of the head and was like yeah, yeah. dog you were nothing the whole time yeah yeah interesting 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 fascinating where's cloud at this point no fucking idea <laughs> uh he's hopefully not in the middle of that caldera in the middle of that shit storm yeah but uh barrett does say that ever since the weapon escape there's just been a barrier of white light uh, emanating from the live stream and no one can get into it so i think it's believable to think that cloud is somehow trapped inside of that at this point physically sure. um where his will is where his mind is where his thoughts are couldn't fucking tell you yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah i have a lot more i want to touch on so uh what you got for me anything else what are we doing with the weapons my man what are we doing with sephiroth one we thing- got meteor coming down one thing at a time but here's the thing all right cloud Gonna have to rescue Cloud before we can do anything. Weapon? We're gonna have to end up using Weapon to help us and prove to the planet, I think, that we are on the side of good. We want to stop Meteor from hitting the planet. We want to work with Weapon. I don't know that this is accurate because I haven't seen the scale of Weapon versus the scale of Meteor. But, shit, you haven't played Majora's Mask, have you? How much of it do you know? I know it's a moon that's falling to Earth. Do you know how it gets stopped? No. Love? Yeah, let's go with love. <laughs> Listener, if you're out there and you're hearing this part and you're like, ah, Chris is stupid and you know, you know, talk to me instead of Chris. And listener, if you're out there, you know why I'm so pleased with the way this talk through is going right now. <laughs> I don't like how happy he is. <laughs> I like him to be frustrated and upset at the end of talk throughs, not smug and gloating because I was the one who was smug and gloating and now I'm scared. <laughs> um, order of operations. Get out of being executed one way or the other. Get Cloud. Convince Weapon we're on its side. Stop Meteor. Stop Sephiroth after Meteor stopped. I think that's how we're going to have to do this. Stop Sephiroth slash Genova. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. What a treat we're in for. What a treat. 
Anything else you want to talk about in today's episode, Chris? No, that does it for me. I'm just itching to dive back yeah, in. Yeah, I want to fire this game back up and dive right back in. Yeah. You got anything else, sir? No, I think with that, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you want the journey to continue, why don't you hit us up on Twitter at 1STEncounterPod. You can email us at mail at firstencounterpodcast.com, or you can check out our website, firstencounterpodcast.com. Our intro and outro music is written and performed by Alden Zach. 